Boom, here we go. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe of Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and this is episode 297 of the show. On today's menu, we're going to go ahead and talk about everything UFC 264. We'll discuss, is Conor McGregor still elite? What's next for the winner of this main event? What other big fights actually excite us for this upcoming card and so much more so we'll talk about that what's going on preview what's happening this entire week because we have so much going on this week and uh obviously we're gonna have some fun so i hope you guys are having a great time happy fourth of july for those who celebrated um it is the fifth happy days my brother you know just had a baby today so salute to him and then his his lovely wife so we're happy about that. A bunch of good things are happening here at the Fight Podcast. So uh, let's go ahead and jump on into it. I want to go ahead today, and since we have so much happening, I really felt the need. I want to get this out. Usually, this is morning coffee and fight news. Obviously, it isn't morning anymore. I know some of us are watching this right now, and it's the evening for you guys having dinner. It's like dinner and coffee and fight news. But what I want to do is really talk about this fight and give a preview to the to the event itself because this is what we've been waiting for we've been waiting for a big event we've had a couple of them we've had obviously you know ufc 261 was a big card ufc 262 was a big card. all these pay-per-views are big but there's always something special when conor mcgregor comes to fight and i don't care what you say i don't care if you're a big fan of him or not at the end of the day conor mcgregor is the most polarizing figure in all of combat sports He outsells everybody, and it's because of everything that he has leading up to it. His run between 2015 and 2016 was one of the greatest runs we have ever seen, and that's why he is as big as he is. That is why he is this in year 2020 was the the highest paid athlete in the world. This dude has learned how to really go out there and dominate the headlines and for a long time dominate his opponents, but we all know what he's coming off of. We all know that he's coming off of the biggest knockout. His only, his first and only knockout loss of his career. So there's so many questions going into it. So I really felt compelled to get in here and actually talk to everybody and see what's going on and what you guys feel and how everybody feels for these events. So there's so much going on today. And uh, you know what? Without further ado, you know, let's just go ahead and jump into it. Uh, first and foremost, I have to start off with this because obviously UFC 264 is headlined by Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier, as we all know, second round KO. KO is Conor McGregor's last time out, and now this is the rematch. They ran it right back. Dustin Poirier had an opportunity to actually go out there and fight against Charles Oliveira for the vacant title, but he chose not to. He chose to go out there and fight against Conor McGregor in the trilogy because at the end of the day, even in his own words, he says, yo, I'm a prize fighter. I'm a prize fighter. And at the end of the day, that that matchup against that man, we're one and one. We saw what he did as soon as the fight was over, one and one. He wanted that to run it back. One, it was the most for his career. And obviously, legacy-wise, and what we're talking about a little bit, it was probably the biggest for him in that regard as well. So, first question. Let's kick it off. And I have to ask everybody this. And this was one thing that was really going through my mind when I was putting this matchup together, really writing down my notes, watching film back and forth. One thing I really asked myself is, yo, is Conor McGregor still elite? Now, I know if you guys are watching this and we're Conor McGregor stands, you're like, oh, Serge, you're crazy. 
But am I? Am I crazy when I ask the question, is Conor McGregor still elite? Because let's be very honest. We haven't seen a lot of Conor McGregor over the last five years. Over the last five years, let me put this, let me let me talk about this. His bit, we're at the peak of Conor McGregor. 2016, he goes out there and defeats Eddie Alvarez. He takes two years off. He comes back to fight. He In between, obviously, he lost to Floyd Mayweather, but we're talking about MMA. Takes two years off MMA, comes back and fights Khabib. Loses to Khabib, gets submitted. He takes a year off, comes back, fights Cowboy Cerrone, which I think all of us at this point in time can really agree that Cowboy was washed. He Leading into that fight, he was knocked out four times in a row. He got finished again. We expected that to happen. It is what it is. He takes another year off and then goes in there and loses to Dustin Poirier. One thing about MMA, in my opinion, is that you really have to be active to continue getting good at this game. If you're not all in, you're not going to get better because the guys at the very top are continually evolving. This is a new sport. And people continue to evolve and evolve. Look at people like Israel Adesanya. He goes out there in March, takes an L to the champion, Jan Bolhovich at 205. And then he comes back a couple weeks ago. And you can tell he's already evolved in his, his ground game. Dustin Poirier had fights against Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, uh, Dan Hooker, to name a few. Khabib never got met off. So he was fighting the best in the world. And there is something, really something that goes to iron sharpens iron. Now, this is what I will say about Conor. Conor McGregor is the best starter that I have ever seen. Him and Rose Namajunas, to be very honest with you, are probably the two fastest starters in UFC history. In that first round, they are trying to take you out completely. And a lot of times they're able to go out there and do so. But after the first seven minutes, specifically for Conor McGregor, the, he really does start to tail off. Not just in, obviously, the, the, the Dustin Poirier fight where I believe it was literally at the seven-minute mark when he gets knocked out. Every one of his fights, everything from Khabib to, to even the Nate Diaz win that he had, the second Nate Diaz win... The back half of that fight, he definitely wasn't there. So does he have an elite gas tank? No, but this is what he does have. He has elite speed. He has elite power. And at this point in time, I have to say this is about it. Because one thing that I'm I'm not seeing is that I cannot consider you elite if you're not consistently fighting the best of the best. He has not been consistent enough. And not, I mean, and not everybody is Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather was the only person that I ever seen in combat sports that can go out there and take multiple years off, two years off at a, ch- at a time, and, and he's able to come back and look better than ever. George St. Pierre is another one. He took like four years off and came back. Khabib Nurmagomedov, arguably the greatest lightweight of all time, goes out there and says, you cannot have two primes. I agree with him. I think between 2015 and 2016, Conor McGregor was an absolute killer. Conor McGregor at that point in time was arguably the best in the world. Second only in that point in time to John Jones, in my opinion. At that point in time. Super elite. Goes out there, does his thing. Conor McGregor, in my opinion, is no longer elite. Especially if you lose this one. 
But if I look at all of the matchups, if we look at the matchups at, at, in the top five, we look at the, at the Charles Oliveras, the Justin Gaethys, the the um, uh, even the Michael Chandlers of the world, we look at these guys. If Conor McGregor can't get any of these guys out in the first round, he he takes L's in very very bad ways. If you really look at it, so. To answer the question, is Conor McGregor actually still elite? Here, let me just... I, I, I'm sorry. I, I have to say no. He's an elite starter, but he hasn't evolved enough, in my opinion, to continue being considered elite, really. He isn't. He has elite-level talent, I can say. He has certain things that he does that are elite. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the gas tank to continue going on, and if you cannot actually sit there and... And don't get it twisted. You losing to Khabib Nurmagomedov and Dustin Poirier, there is no shame in your game. There's absolutely no shame in your game. It is one of the things that everybody loses to those two guys. Here, and let's say this, and again, I bring this up. Dustin Poirier has beaten. Again, so I want to reiterate, there is no shame to losing to a guy like Dustin Poirier because Dustin Poirier has beaten everybody. At lightweight, Dustin Poirier is 11-2 and two in his career. Conor McGregor at lightweight, which is a, is, a, is a weight class where we all thought was his best weight class. We anticipated that was his best weight class, and we saw with the coronation that he had when he fought Eddie Alvarez, we're like, oh my God, this is the best lightweight in the world. And at that point in time, he probably was. But since then, there has been a drop-off, and the problem is this. The division has caught up with Conor McGregor. Dustin Poirier, Beat Max Holloway twice, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, Anthony Pettis, Conor McGregor, Dan Hooker, Jim Miller, Diego Ferreira. These are just some of the names that are on this man's resume. So there's no shame if you go out there and actually lose him. But when I look at it, I take everything into account. The inactivity and looking at the, the landscape of, two, at, of 155 lightweight in UFC, I'll be very honest with you guys. Conor McGregor, in my opinion, is no longer an elite fighter. He isn't. I think he's past his prime. I think he's given us everything he will. And we'll see what happens this weekend. Let me go ahead and actually transition a little bit because at the end of the day, I don't want to just stick on this one because, again, Conor is still a beast. I don't want to say he's not. But I'm talking about, is he one of the best in the world? And I don't know if he is anymore. He's definitely not top 10. I mean, look, even in lightweight, he's ranked number five. And to me, that's even debatable when you really think about who should be there. So what's at stake for both Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier? Because Dustin actually has a lot that's riding on this fight because even under his own estimation that he is somebody that he bet on himself. He bet, he bet on Diamond. He said, look, at the end of the day, I believe I'm better than Conor McGregor. I am forfeiting or foregoing a title shot in order to go out there and actually get the bigger payday. And the reason that he went out there and did it is because he believed in his skills enough that he can go out there and defeat Conor McGregor and end up getting a title shot. But here is what's at stake for Dustin Poirier. If he does not get this W, I do not know if, if and when he will ever receive a title shot again i i don't that weight class is that deep it is so deep and at the end of the day 
they have already fought three times. And let's say Conor McGregor does go out there and win. Again, these are all hypotheticals. If he goes out there and wins the trilogy, if Conor wins the trilogy at the end of the day, are you think the UFC is going to give Dustin Poirier another opportunity? This isn't Manny Pacquiao versus... Um, Versus not Jose Luis Castillo versus Buddy who beat him up. This isn't like that. They're not going to have four fights. Name me a time. And please, anybody who's in the comments or not, and also thank you everybody who is watching live on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch. We really appreciate you guys. Remember to listen to the Fight Podcast everywhere podcasting is available. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Check us out at thefightpodcast.com. Check me out at Serge Vicente and check out um, the Fight Podcast at the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms. But... If he goes out there and wins, and if that is trying to say Connor, being a trilogy, I, I don't believe that Dustin gets to fight again. And at the end of the day, I don't know if they give Connor that one again. I think this is over. After we get done with these three, I think it might it's gonna be a hard sell, depending on who wins. It depends on how the fight goes, also. I guess there is that. But what's at stake for Dustin is that he won't get a sniff of the title again. Probably not, especially if Conor wins it. What's at stake for Conor McGregor is the same thing. You go from being an elite fighter, somebody who everybody looks at and says, oh, you are the man, to to a sideshow. He might as well go out there and fight Jake Paul after this fight. If he takes a loss here, he is no more than a sideshow. He is no more than somebody who can go out here and sell tickets. Is he a title contender anymore? No, he's proven it. If he can't beat that guy, who might be the best in the world. I don't know. Who might be. If he can't be him, he does not deserve another title shot. I'll be honest with you guys. Conor McGregor didn't deserve a title shot now. Or should I say a rematch with Dustin Poirier. But circumstances and everything come to pass. Obviously, they got to give it to him. So we'll end up seeing what happens with that. But that's what I think is at stake for both men. At the end of the day, one of them is not going to get a title. This is their last sniff. Absolute last shot at a title. And it's kind of scary when you think about it. And also, I'll say this for Conor McGregor. All of the the antics and the ideas that he can go up there and fight and win at 170, that gets put to bed. That absolutely gets put to bed if he takes a loss in this fight. I don't want to hear nothing about it. He he that that this shows me if he doesn't win, he wasn't able to adapt. And maybe doesn't boy at this point in time just has his number, but we'll see. Um if Dustin wins, and this is a legitimate question, where does Dustin Poirier rank all time for UFC lightweight history? And I want to bring this up because I did want to talk about this. If he goes out there and defeats Conor McGregor, not just once, but twice, that is a tall, tall order. I don't care if he isn't as good as he once was. He's still Conor McGregor. And as we saw what he did to Cowboy Cerrone, if you're not an elite guy, Cowboy Cerrone is no longer elite. We could all agree with that. If you're not a top five type of guy, he will run through you. Absolutely. But as we've seen with Dustin, if he can get through there, beating Max Max Holloway twice. Let me say that again. Dustin Poirier might have an opportunity to not only beat Conor McGregor twice, he has an opportunity to beat Max Holloway twice. He's already done that. So arguably the greatest 145-pound fighter featherweight in the world, he's already beaten that dude twice. Now, would I like to see that fight again? Of course. That fight, I absolutely would like to see a trilogy, even though Max has two L's. 
One was at 45. One was a very close fight for internship. Last minute, you know, uh, shot for for uh, for Max. Love to see a full camp. Love to see that run back. Absolutely. But we didn't get that. We're not getting that. So he's lost. He's beaten Max Holloway, arguably the greatest featherweight of all time. Multiple time world champion should be current champion. He's beaten Eddie Alvarez, the underground king, somebody who honestly is one of the unsung heroes in MMA, champion in Bellator, champion in the UFC. You know, trying to be a one champion. This dude is an absolute monster. Knocks him out, beat him twice actually, or one and a half times. One was a no contest. Justin Gaethje, former WSOF world champion, which is currently the PFL, also. One of the best beat the hell out of Tony Ferguson. We know the, the the most violent man in MMA. A lot of people will even call him. Knocked him out. Anthony Pettis, former world champion, the guy on the box in the Wheaties box. He's not as good as he once was, but still, Anthony Showtime Pettis beat him. Jim Miller. Don't know if you guys remember Jim Miller at one point in time had something like an eleven fight win streak. Dude was an absolute beast. Beat him. Um, Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker was an absolute savage, still is an absolute savage. Beat him, Diego Ferreira. Dude, these are absolute savages. And I'm not, I didn't even name half of the other d- dudes that he ended up beating as well. When we look at Dustin Poirier, when he gets through this, and we look at what it, it, it historically and how we need to look at him, he might have to go down as the second greatest fighter in lightweight history. No, he can, he can be no less than three. I can say Khabib. I can say I can I can argue I can argue BJ Penn. But then you have to say Dustin Poirier. He's eleven and two, and yes, Dustin Poirier has losses on his record. But fam, this is MMA. Everybody gets touched. Everybody takes L's. If you stick around long enough, this isn't boxing. They're not just gonna just give you you know cab drivers and shit for your first forty fights. It's not going to happen. So the fact that he's going out here and actually getting, he's beating the best of the best. He's 11 and two at lightweight. Has an opportunity to actually win the belt, especially if he goes out there and wins the belt. And then in my opinion, it is totally solidified. And you have a real, real discussion on where Dustin Poirier ends up. Think about this. He wins this fight coming up this Saturday. He ends up getting the second most wins in of UFC history all time behind Cowboy Cerrone. Like tied with like John Jones and a couple other dudes, but he is number two on the list if he ends up winning this fight. That says a lot. He's beat the best of the best. He's grown up in the sport. Love what Dustin Poirier is doing, man. This fight in itself should be exciting. It should be entertaining. It should be exciting. And I think that both men are really going to go out there and and show new wrinkles in the game. I think Conor McGregor is going to go out there. And one thing that I've seen that he does, if somebody does something to him one time on the rematch, he tries to do that to you. He's going to go in there and try to land leg kicks. He's going to go out there and try to prove to Dustin Poirier that he is better than him. And I will be very honest with you. Within that first seven minutes, you need to be careful because he's going to go out there and try to knock his head off. That is when he's the most fresh. That is when he's the most dynamic. But I will stand on this the same way I stood on it last time. After seven minutes, if the fight gets into the third round or even the end of the second round, yo, you can cancel Christmas. Dustin Poirier will absolutely win this fight. 
It is what it is. Um, I will break that down a little bit more in depth later on this week. We have a couple other shows and everything coming up, but that is my early prediction early in the week. All right. Um, moving right along. Let me take a little sip. All right. Let's see. Moving right along. The rest of this card is a lot of fun, guys. So the Coleman event, I think, has a lot. I want to talk about a little bit because it has so many title implications. Wonder Boy. Gilbert Burns, okay? Two people who have competed for the Waterway title. Both of them have taken losses, but they're still there. The thing that's really impressive about Wonder Boy is that he is the only person in the top five that has not fought Kamar Usman. Kamar Usman has beaten everybody. I think actually seven out of the top six people he's actually defeated. So the fact that he hasn't beaten them. So the, here's the answer to the question. Does Wonder Boy versus Burns winner get a Waterway title shot? Probably not. Probably not, because Dana White seems hell-bent, hell-bent on giving Kobe Covington that title shot. Now, Ariel Hawani, not of ESPN anymore, Ariel Hawani of whatever Ariel Hawani wants to do now, uh, just came out and said that he talked to Melkikawa and said that the, the, you know, that the UFC and Jorge Masvidal are either looking for a fight with Nick Diaz or Kobe Covington coming up, so... That kind of almost puts into question for me what is actually going on with Kobe and if Kobe will actually get this title shot or is it going to be fucking Leon Edwards who probably really deserves the title shot? So to answer your question, no. Does Wonder Boy deserve a title shot or the winner of this fight deserve it? No, I think whoever wins this is the number one contender. I think you're on deck. Whoever wins this should be on deck. The winner, the person who should have the title shot is Leon Edwards, but at the end of the day, we don't know. So the way this fight is going to be determined in the pecking order of who gets what is the performance. If Wonder Boy or Gilbert Burns wins via spectacular win, then yes, they will be able to leapfrog, I believe, Kobe and Leon Edwards and get a title shot. But if it's just a good win, good tough fight, you guys are in the hole, as they say in baseball. You're in the hole. You got some time to wait. You, you might even have to take one more fight, just being honest. Um, what else going on in this fight? What other fights in UFC 264 stand out? Well, I have a couple of them, and I'll break these down. Uh, first one that I have to say is Nico Price versus Michelle Pijera. For me, this is going to be a barn burner. I have no idea how this ends up not being your fight of the night. Nico Price is one of the most exciting guys in all of MMA. He has knockouts on his back. He got knockouts upside down. This, this dude is so crazy and exciting. But he's fighting against Michelle Pijera, who is ginormous for the weight class. And not only is he huge for the weight class, but even though he's a little silly and he gets out there dancing and then he, he gets himself tired, he still has a lot of skills. And if we saw in his last matchup, he looked damn good. He looked patient. He looked good. But I'll say this. If anybody can get Michelle Pijera back to being his crazy way, it is Nico Price. I think this is going to be a barn burner. You got uh, Nico Price is the underdog, plus 144 underdog. Michelle Pijera is at minus 177. Going to be a good fight either way. Also in this fight, a fight that I'm really looking forward to because I haven't seen this guy compete in a long time, is Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall, 8-1, one of the greatest grapplers that we have seen compete. Last time we really saw him out, remember, he snapped up BJ Penn, broke my heart to watch it. But he's fighting Eli Tapuria. 
If you guys haven't seen this dude, Eli, man, this dude fights for MMA Masters. He is in Miami. Don't forget about MMA Masters down there. A great team down in Miami. It's not just um, uh, um, American Top Team and Sanford MMA. You also have MMA Masters down there. They have absolute killers down there. This dude, 70% of his wins are via submission. He has big power in both hands. Dude is young. He's shredded. He's 10-0. This is going to be a good fight. I like everything that I've seen. This kid is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. He has 100% takedown defense. If you guys haven't been able to check him out, you should check him out in this fight against uh, Damon Jackson. Really, really great great fight. He fought for Brave FC. This kid is super talented. I, I, I'm excited about this fight. Uh, but that fight, Ryan Hall versus Ila Taporia is going to be a great one. And then... Come on, we got to talk about the heavyweights. <laughs> Ty Tuovasa, I love Ty Tuovasa. Shuey's on deck versus Greg Hardy. Look, Greg Hardy, even though he lost his last fight to uh, Martin Tybora, his last fight stand-up-wise in the first round against Tybora, he looked phenomenal. He really did. Even in this fight against Mo Green, and in, in my opinion, his best win in the UFC, he looked great. But can he beat Taito Avasa? Taito Avasa is another guy, big power. He's on a two-fight winning streak. He beats Stevin Struve and, uh, and Hui Sucker, both by first-round KO. He's been training hard over there in Australia with Mark Hunt. And this is an interesting fight because this is one of the fights where a little bit of global appeal because Taito Avasa obviously is a former professional rugby player. Greg Hardy is a former pro bowler in the NFL. This is they got two guys with big power, huge athletes that are actually coming into MMA and are trying to really make a name for themselves. This should be a lot of fun. I do not see this going to the judges. Um, that one, another one, should be one of the performance bonuses depending on how it ends up. I can't wait for that fight. Can't wait for this whole card. UFC 264 is this weekend. It's going to be amazing, and uh, I can't wait. So check it out. This is all the time we're going to go ahead and have today for uh, morning coffee and fight news or afternoon uh, coffee and fight news, our preview to UFC 264. Check it out. But later on this week, Stay locked. Stay. Go ahead and follow the the fight podcast and everything that we have going. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on the on uh, IG everywhere else because we have a bunch of stuff coming up this week. We have some great interviews coming up for you guys this week. We also have Brothers in Combat with my brother Darnell Giovanni of Mystic Black MMA. We have that coming up tomorrow morning. We're having an MMA panel with some amazing guests. I can't wait for that one. We have all things boxing this week. Talk about some boxing and. We'll be celebrating episode 300 this week with a whole bunch of friends uh, there as well. So all in all, great week of fights. Fight week is back. Last week was a little weird. It's always interesting when there's no fights on the weekends, man. I'm always anxious, but uh, we're back with fight weeks. A lot of amazing fights. UFC 264, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, the trilogy. I cannot wait. Love you guys. This has been episode 297 of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, the Fight Podcast. Make sure you listen everywhere podcasting is available. I'm your host, Serge Vicente. Love you guys. We'll see you next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Deuce.